We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So you own your own business. Got small ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi there, and welcome to Rotowire's NBA DFS podcast for Friday, February 24, 2017. Hoops fans, I'm Paul Bruno, and you know me from my work on hockey, baseball, and football podcasts at Rotowire over the last three years. Well, it feels good to be back at the mic and do another NBA podcast today following the All-Star break. As usual, I want to invite you to follow me at Statsman22, and joining me on this NBA FanDuel preview podcast is my co-host, Dan Bruno. Dan, it's been a while, so remind our listeners about your Twitter handle and where to find your work on Rotowire's website, please. Well, on Rotowire's website, you can find my work under the NBA Game Previews and Recaps section, where I'm covering the games just about daily there. And if you want to follow me on Twitter for a little extra, you can catch me at dbrunoofficial. That's D-B-R-U-N-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. All right, Dan, before we get into the rosters, we got to tell our friends who is pl- who's playing tonight. There's 10 games on the sked, and I'll take us through the first five, and you get the latter, latter half. We'll begin with Memphis. That's a one-point favorite at the over-under at two and a half, 206 points at Indiana. 7 o'clock tip there. We have Washington 
an eight-point favorite. The over-under is a pretty high 217. They're in Philadelphia tonight for another 7 o'clock tip. Then we move to a trio of games at 8 o'clock, probably one of the games of the night. The Boston Celtics come to Toronto where the Raptors are a three-point favorite. The over-under set at 215.5. Miami travels to Atlanta where the home side there, the Hawks are a three-and-a-half-point thick with the over-under at 208 for the 8 o'clock tip. And Phoenix is in Chicago to face the Bulls where the Bulls are a six-point favorite. The over-under is 216 points. Yeah, there's a bunch of games at 8 o'clock here tonight. Also at 8 o'clock, we've got uh, the Jazz visiting Milwaukee, where the Jazz are a three-point favorite with an over-under of 201.5. That's a relatively low one, but that's because of Utah's great defense. Anyway, later on, or still at 8 o'clock, we've got the Mavericks visiting Minnesota, where the Timberwolves are a three-point favorite with an over-under of 203.5. Then also at 8 o'clock, we've got the Lakers visiting Oklahoma City, where the Thunder are a 10-point favorite with an over-under of 222.5. Then moving on to 9 o'clock, we've got the Nets visiting Denver, where the Nuggets are a 9-point favorite with an over-under of 232. Then the last game of the night at 10.30, we've got the Spurs visiting Los Angeles to take on the Clippers, where the Spurs are a 4-point favorite with an over-under of 210, with an over-under of 210. And something interesting about this game is the Spurs have dropped five of their last seven against the Clippers, including three straight in Los Angeles. And it's not often you hear a stat like that against the Spurs. True, that's right. That's a heck of a team, one of our favorites. Uh, I love watching that club, and they're really well coached. But my, oh, my, that's that's a surprising uh, note there, Dan. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of our show, I'm pretty pumped to tell our listeners that we have added a second sponsor to our pods in addition to FanDuel. Joining us today is pristineauction.com. They have daily auctions on this site that end nightly with hundreds of lots available on a daily basis. There's tons of stuff here for the man cave. Always something perfect for a fan of any team. I started to check this out, Dan, and I'm looking at some uh, some neat stuff for uh, the last 30 or 40 years of names uh, of great players is is uh, coming to mind when I look through and I see stuff from Bo Jackson, Willie Mays, and then there's some current stuff, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, that might look really nice in my basement. So I'm, I'm really excited to take a look at this. Uh, they have daily auctions ending nightly, as I said, with hundreds of lots. And uh, the authenticity issue, it's a very important one, and they guarantee authenticity, and all items come with that authentication note uh, from only most trusted sources. And boy, they're affordable too. Most people think they don't can't afford this stuff, but it's much more affordable than you think when you take a look at it. And I did, and uh, I was quite pleased uh, with the possibilities. Uh, I want to also remind you that uh, the correct spelling here to find this thing is P R I S T I N E Auction dot com, and uh, I want to also remind you that it's free and easy to register free to bid you only pay when you win so that's a pretty nice deal and uh, i want to remind you listeners to do us uh, do us a favor here at rotowire remind them at the site pristine auction when you get in there and they ask you they prompt you how did you hear about us make sure that you register and put rotowire in there in the drop down menu this is important to us because it's going to help us track uh, the effectiveness of these ads going forward so give us a hand if you can and go out there and enjoy pristineauction.com it's it looks like a blast i'm going to check it out right after the show okay let's get begin our position by position breakdown dan and see if we can help our listeners win big by playing fanduel for friday night 
Let's start by taking a look at the point guards where we see a pair of uh, all-star types, Russell Westbrook and John Wall at the top of the ladder in the 10,000-plus category. Westbrook at 12,700, Wall at 10,300. Are you recommending or play or fade on these guys, Dan? Well, I like Westbrook's matchup tonight against the Lakers. I don't think they really have anybody who can slow him down. Um, so I think that's a pretty good play if you can fit him in. But if you want to save about 2400 bucks and still get a top-notch point card, John Wall has also got a very favorable, favorable matchup. He's playing on the road, but, I mean, against Philadelphia, they've been a good team. Um, not to slight them, but they don't really have anybody who can slow John Wall down, that's for sure. So I like either Wall or Westbrook tonight. Both of them are great. It's just going to depend how you shape up the rest of your lineup. We're going to have to look for some value plays elsewhere, and maybe we fit both of them in. Yeah, that'll be a tough act. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of it shakes down uh, if we pick both of these guys. I might recommend one over the other. I like John Wall at that price tag, saving $2,400. I can't see a gulf of difference between their their game totals tonight. I, they both have mis- mismatches in their favor, as you suggested. So I'll t- I'll save the 2400 and go with Wall likely in one or two of my lineups tonight. We drop down uh, below them and we start looking at a guy like Isaiah Thomas, who's got a lot of uh, media attention in the last couple of weeks with his great season unfolding and uh, leading the Celtics to the top of the Atlantic Division right now and uh, ahead of tonight's tilt against the Raptors. Well, take a look at him all the way down to, say, Mike Conley at $7,500, Dan. There's some pretty good names in here. Of course, we'll remind our listeners, it's been a while since we talked about Chris Paul. He's still sidelined with that thumb injury, so you want to fade him for sure. But uh, some other great names here and possibilities, right? Well, yeah, I I like uh, Isaiah Thomas and Kyle Lowry in their head-to-head matchup. These guys both brought it against each other last time, both coming up with huge nights. And I think we can expect the same thing again. It's going to be a heated matchup. Both teams know what's on the line. So I like Lowry and Thomas in this in this range for sure over any of the other bunch here. Yeah, I, I think that they uh, are head and shoulders too. And I'm not scared of picking both of them in some lineups too. As you said, sometimes you, you really can't be worried about the fact that they're playing against each other because they ha- both handle the ball so much. And maybe this applies more at this position more than any other position in basketball, that the point guards are a pretty safe bet even when two stars are going head-to-head. And yeah, yeah. in the last matchup, Lowry came up with uh, 44 FanDuel points and Thomas with 37. So Thomas was... A- or sorry, in the last one, Thomas had 56. So both of them came up with big nights in their last contest against each other, combining for, what is that? That combines for 100 points between two guys. So if you go with both of them, spend a little money there, you won't, I don't think you'll be disappointed this time either. And Eric Bledsoe merits a mention in this range too because he's coming off two big games uh, in the, on February 13 and 15. He totaled 47.9 and 57 and a half points and he gets a pretty good matchup tonight for phoenix a team that has reshaped their roster after the trade deadline a little bit and so he's still gonna be a featured player here and might be worth a look against the chicago club that looks a little more depleted than they did before the trade deadline as well let's go down then below the six seventy-five. Hundred mark. We'll start with Jeff Teague at 6,900, Ricky Rubio 6,700, all the way down to, say, 5,500, Dan, and Yogi Ferrell. Uh, what do you think about the names in this group? Are there names that jump out and are worth a, maybe a, a value play here? Well, somebody I'd fade for sure in this range is TJ McConnell. He, he comes in with a reasonable price tag of $6,000, but he's the one going up against John Wall, so that's a tough uh, matchup for him. And then I do like... Um, 
Yogi Ferrell. He might he he's might be getting the start tonight after Darren Williams has been waived by Dallas, and uh, he's going to be looking to to prove himself even further that he can be relied on as a starting point guard. And and with that price tag of fifty five hundred dollars, he's up against Minnesota. Um, not the best defense in the league up against specifically Ricky Rubio not the best defender in the league so I think Yogi Ferrell has a pretty favorable matchup tonight with a really good price tag and I wonder if I might throw in the name of George Hill into this match his matchup against Milwaukee we've talked a little bit about uh, Utah's bigs and and so on but uh, George Hill is a guy who's averaged 28 and a half points all season long that's a pretty good total for a guy priced at $5,900 I think so I might uh, see if I can squeeze him as in to afford one of the bigger prices on the other end of this board that we already talked about Dan let's take it down to the value country 5,000 and below we got Malcolm Brogdon at five grand we got Emmanuel Moudier who's come up big for me in the past at 4,900 with a good matchup against Brooklyn do you like either one of those guys or do you go a little further into the depths of this range well, out of those two, I definitely would like Brogdon, but the problem there is he's up against uh, Utah, so actually I'm going to scratch that. I would fade Brogdon just because of Utah's great defense. Moutier is a little bit shaken up by injury, so I'd be wary of him too. But in this range, who I do like, well, I don't know if the All-Star game or the Rising Stars game is any indication of what's to come, but I, I take a look at Jamal Murray here, $3,700 up against Brooklyn. Uh Denver played last night too, so maybe Murray's going to get a few extra minutes on the second night of the back-to-back. The young legs can probably handle it. And uh, he had that massive showing in the Rising Stars game. I think he hit nine threes. So if he carries over any of that momentum, um, he would be a great pick for $3,700. And again, he's up against a favorable opponent. He didn't do too much last night, only played 19 minutes, only got five FanDuel points. But I would expect to see a little, a few more minutes out of him on the second night of a back-to-back, that's for sure. All right, let's move over to the shooting guard position, Dan, where Giannis Antetokounmpo is the lone wolf at 10000 uh, 10, He's at $10,400 tonight. He's at home facing Utah, and he's averaged 46.4 FanDuel points per game this season. Do you play it or fade him tonight? Well, for me, I think I'm fading Antetokounmpo, not because I don't believe in what he can do. It's just because the Utah defense is is one of the top in the league. Um, they hold opponents below 100 points, and uh, it's just a tough matchup. They've got those great bigs, like we, like you mentioned, and those guys should should take away from some of Giannis' uh, rebounding totals. And uh, I just think... Uh, He's, he's not a sure play for me. I say fade and to book tonight. Yeah, there's some interesting names below him that make me agree with you, Dan. And I'm kind of surprised that the price tag on DeMar DeRozan, only $8,100. Uh, and, and he's averaged almost 40 points in FanDuel play. Uh, that might be a bargain tonight against Boston. They ought to be fired up in Toronto with the additions they've made. And they know how big this game is. It's one Toronto has to have. And when they have to have one, I count on DeRozan in a big way. So he's a guy that I'm looking at. Long and hard for tonight. And along with him, let's take a look at the next five five or six guys down to that $6,000 threshold with Oladipo at six six grand. Avery Bradley will note that he's a game-time decision for Boston, maybe making the case for DeRozan even stronger uh, in that head-to-head matchup. So uh, that might be a factor in tonight's game as well. But other names in this range that are, are attractive to you? Well, just to build off what you're saying about DeRozan, he had hit a bit of a slide before the All-Star break. 
but uh, hopefully he did get a bit of a break during during the uh, week off and he did miss the last game against Boston that Toronto played and, and Toronto fell in that game and I think DeRozan is going to come out fired up and, and want to uh, take this one for sure so I think with that price tag it's kind of a bargain for a player like him so I like that and another guy in this range that I really like is Bradley Beal $7,100 up against Philadelphia. Bradley Beal's been really getting it done for Washington. He he felt he was snubbed at the All-Star game, and he has a pretty good case for that because he's been leading. He's been up there leading his team, um, and, and they've been winning. He's averaging around 22 points a game, um, around 31 FanDuel points a game, and he had four or five, uh, actually about a good streak of a, probably about 15 games coming into All-Star break where he was solidly above 25 FanDuel points and with mostly 35s, 40s, and even as 59 mixed in there. So he's definitely capable of giving you some big points. And for $7,100, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good bet up against Philly tonight. Yeah, and in terms of that Boston-Toronto matchup, on the other side of it, Marcus Smart might be worth a look at $6,100 given Bradley's status. So keep an eye on that, folks, and maybe plug Smart in if, if Bradley does get the, uh, the seat at the end of the bench because of his status uh, on the injury wire. Uh, well, let's drop below the 6000 Take a look at the 5000 to 6000 range, Dan. Yeah, I like, I like uh, Oladipo here, $6,000 up against the, the Lakers. He's been a little bit shaky in his last few games, but after the break, I think it's it's a time of a reset. You can't really look too much at what they were doing before the break because it's almost like a new season. So Oladipo came up. He did come up with 28 points in his last game before the break, but before that he had a, a stinger with only five points. But again, like I said, it's almost a new season. So for $6,000, Oladipo against the Lakers, I think is a pretty good matchup. But another guy here that's really worth a look is Tim Hardaway Jr., $5,800. Um, and he's been on before the break. He's been on fire for Atlanta um, ever since they got rid of Kyle Korver. It, it opened up a, a bit of a, a bit more of a window for Tim Hardaway, and he's he's taken full advantage. He's come up with a number of forty-point FanDuel games over 20, 25 in in a bunch of them since Kyle Korver's been out of the way, and and he's taken full advantage of that extra opportunity. So I like Tim Hardaway Jr. too against Miami. That's a pretty favorable matchup, I would say, for a shooting guard. I'd like your reaction to a couple of names that I'm looking at in this range. I'm looking at Seth Curry, who's been punching above his weight for the last four or five games. He's averaged on the season 20 points per game, but he's been above that in each of his last four or five tilts. And I wonder about the matchup against Minnesota. It doesn't scare me too much from his position at 5,400. And I'll also add Gary Harris of Denver facing Brooklyn. I think that's a really good matchup for Denver and Harris at home. And for $5,200, I think that could be money well spent. So how do you like those two calls at, at the two position? Yeah, I think they're both great calls. The the, the thing about Curry is they, the Mavericks waived Darren Williams, which, I mean... I'm really surprised they couldn't find anybody to trade for him at the trade deadline. Um, I would have thought he could have brought them some value back, but they ended up having to waive him, and that leaves a big window open for guys like Seth Curry, Yogi Ferrell to really expand what they've been doing. And and like you said, Seth Curry's been been showing he can do quite a bit lately. So I think 5400 is a great pick with Seth Curry, and same with Gary Harris. Uh, favorable matchup there for him and and he's i would say he's the safer of the two picks he'll he'll get you 20 25 fanduel points just about for sure so i like those picks too and another guy you can look at here even though 
like I said, I don't like going up against the Utah defense. You might want to take a look at Chris Middleton, if not today, in some upcoming games too, because he's he was starting to get back in rhythm before the All-Star break. And, uh, and now that the break is over, he's had even more time to rest, and he should be fully in rhythm now. So uh, you start, start taking a look at that guy there, $4,600 for Chris Middleton. All right, let's go bargain hunting here, Dan. And I know that some people are going to look at J.J. Redick and, and Swaggy P. Nick Young and say these guys are shooters that can score 15 to 20 points, but they don't do anything else. Are you kind of wary of those two guys, or might they be worth a look? And what about some of the other value plays in this range? Well, J.J. Redick against San Antonio, that's a tough matchup. He's going to be well-guarded there for sure. Um, plus, the Clippers, um, I'm not too sure if Chris Paul is playing. I'm pretty sure I heard he was not going to play tonight. So um, you got you to gotta be aware of what's going on there. If Chris Paul's in the lineup, I, I like Redick a little bit better, but I, I would stay away from him. A guy I don't mind in this range here is Tony Allen, $4,400. He's a really grit-and-grind guy and can affect the board in many ways not just scoring like you mentioned so i do like tony allen there um and also in this range another guy to look at maybe is uh either monte ellis or nick stauskas both great picks there i think uh, stauskas forty one hundred dollars against washington and uh philly philly opened up some space maybe by getting rid of uh nerland's noel and erlan Silva. so that should bump stauskas up in the rotation there so for forty one hundred dollars that's a good look there and Monte Ellis has been really picking up his game lately uh $4,000 he's got a tough matchup up, up against Memphis but I just think uh in a matchup like that it might be one where Indiana calls a bit more on their veteran guys like Ellis um and mind you he's been above 20 FanDuel points in his last six games before the break so after a tough start to the season for Ellis he's I think he's pretty much back in stride yeah, I can't believe the price tag on him, and i got to find a way to put him into the lineup. I think that's a great call. And I love the one on, on uh, Canadian Stauskas there. Uh, a nod to our flag here north of the border, I guess, is part of the factor for me. Hope, hopefully I'm not leading with my heart instead of my head here in that call. Uh, let's go over to the three position, the small forward. There's two guys at the top of the board over $9,000, Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. I'm a little wary of picking San Antonio guys uh, I've learned my lesson watching them blow out some teams and rest some of their top end guys, and I wonder if this could be a circumstance where that happens again, although it's a bit of a tougher matchup against the Clippers. Uh, I like your opinion on that, and then also to see how where Jimmy Butler's head is at after the Chicago house cleaning, and he's still there at home against Phoenix tonight. Well, the thing about Kawhi Leonard is he seems to have entered a whole new realm of existence in terms of what he's doing on the court. He's got countless 30-point games in in coming this season. Well, not countless, but quite a bunch of them, um, especially in his last five or six games. It looks like he's got five five 30-point uh, point nights in his last six games, or sorry, four in his last five games, and that's amazing. 30 points um, coming from a great defensive player as well, so he's pairing that 30 points with a bunch of rebounds, a few assists, getting up to four or five steals at times, so that leads to a solid 50 FanDuel points. So for $9,600, I think Kawhi Leonard, if you're going to be spending big money at this position or, or uh, shooting guard if you're on one of your wing guys, I think you've got to go with Kawhi Leonard here just because he can affect the board in multiple ways and add a potential 30-point scoring night. So I think Kawhi Leonard is just um, amazing right now with what he's been doing and hopefully he can keep it up. And then 
I've, I was thinking about Jimmy Butler last night and this morning, you know, what I think of him as a pick. And, and I almost feel like with all this, this, this stuff is going to work one of two ways for him. It's either going to be really good or really bad because I would imagine it'd be a bit frustrating in his shoes to be, have his name tossed around throughout the uh, last couple of weeks with a trade deadline and everything. And uh, so either he's going to, he's going to feel kind of off about it and not put up a great performance or he's going to absolutely go off i think so if you're feeling that jimmy butler might be rising to the occasion looking to prove some people wrong or or just you know stick it to some people who who weren't believing him in him or anything like that i think ninety three hundred dollars i think you could see 40 points in just the points column out of jimmy jimmy butler tonight especially against phoenix who will be without probably their best defender pj tucker who now belongs to the raptors so I think Jimmy Butler, $9,300, he might be actually my go-to guy in the small forward range, despite well, everything I said about Leonard. I think I could make just as good a case about the next guy on the list. That's Andrew Wiggins, who's really hit his stride. You talk about a guy at a new new realm. He's been around the 40-plus point mark in each of his last four tilts. He gets a pretty nice matchup against Dallas tonight at home uh, at $8,700, topping the next section that we want to take a look at. So let's take a look from uh, let's say Wiggins down to uh, Otto Porter at 6800 bucks Dan yeah I, I like uh, I like what Andrew Wiggins has been doing lately but my problem is $8,700 at this point is a bit high for me for a player like him uh, just because he doesn't seem to affect the board in enough categories other than the points column and uh, if he doesn't come up with those big points you might be left uh, high and dry with him there so although he has been doing very well like you said, and in, in, you could say about his last 10 or 15 games, he's been above 20, around 25 points per game. Um, that's just points, not just FanDuel points. So, I mean, he's well-deserving of the price tag, but for me, I think I could find uh, reason to either go a little bit above him or a little bit below him here. Um, so, in, in saying that, um, Paul George is a guy again, who might be a little bit frustrated by some yeah. of the stuff that, that went on around the trade deadline, as maybe it was even voiced by him. He's going up against a tough opponent in Memphis, um, but he's at home, and he might want to be kind of... Of course, he wants to get his team into the playoffs and solidify their playoffs position, and he knows he's going to have to lead by example. And uh, he might kind of want to make a point, too, and he might. I could see him coming out with a great night. So I like Paul George at $8,100 as well. All right, and I'm going to add the name of Otto Porter, who's playing very, very well for the surging uh, Washington club. They've got a pretty nice matchup against the Philadelphia team that was shredded at the trade deadline and uh, looks a lot weaker than it did a little while before. And uh, I'll say that Otto Porter looks to me like one of the better values on the entire board, given the matchup that he has tonight at 6800 bucks. And, and I'll just mention, actually, on the other side of the ball there, Robert Covington, who's going to be going up against Washington. Um, with some of those players that uh, Philly let go of, that really opens up space for Covington to get a few more minutes, even though he was having a good playing time before that. I think this should increase not only his playing time, but uh, the amount of shots he's going to get as well. So for, I think it's $6,600, I think Robert Covington is an, a nice look too. And uh, we got five guys that take us down from $6,100 to 5000 The name of Ben Simmons is in this group, Dan. He's out with a foot injury, but it'd be interesting to see if this former high draft pick gets a look 
at some point down the road for Philadelphia. I'll be interested to see what he looks like if he can get back and healthy. It doesn't look like it's going to be the case tonight. But there are four other guys that we can look at in this group, at the top of which is Harrison Barnes at $6,100. Well, just uh, to go on what you were saying about Simmons, he's going to be out for the season, I think oh, they said. Uh, okay. His, the uh, info came back on one of his reports that, wasn't looking as good as they were hoping so i think we're gonna have to wait till next season to see him but you know better to be safe than sorry oh, so right. yeah. no problem with that um then here in this range a guy who's been playing pretty well lately in, in is michael beasley he's been earning some minutes for milwaukee thanks to a couple injuries that they've been dealt and uh he came up big with it in specifically one game before the all-star break coming up with 40 fan duel points 21 in the next game but he's in the last four games for milwaukee he's gotten about 25 minutes a game so uh if he's going to get those minutes again tonight keep an eye on the starting lineups and and the injury reports regarding that team but uh 5400 again to mention he's up against a tough opponent in utah but i i think michael beasley can be a, an interesting pick tonight there um another guy to take a look at is tj warren too of, of phoenix because again with phoenix dealing away pj tucker that was the guy who was kind of swapping a lot of minutes with Warren, and and now with Tucker gone, that should uh, give give Warren a few more minutes and a few more, uh, quite a bit more responsibility on the court. So up against Chicago, um, a team that's kind of thinned out in some of its thinned itself out a little bit, I would say, in terms of some of its size and grit over the trade deadline. So I, I think T.J. Warren has a good chance to have a good night there too, $5,000. Yeah, and I noticed you didn't mention Jay Crowder in this group. I think that's because you and I agree that the Jay, the Jays, the Raptors have, have really stiffened themselves up defensively at the three and four position uh, of late and at the trade deadline. And I think that offers a very poor matchup for Crowder who uh, should be silenced because of the uh, better uh, defense that we expect out of Toronto at home tonight. Let's go into that sub-5,000 range. Uh, there's a couple of other calls here that are interesting. Of course, P.J. Tucker, the new addition to the Raptors, is a, is the coach's decision given the fact that he was on a red eye to get into town, and I don't know if he'll be ready to go. So you might want to wait for that circumstance to get clarified before you get some direction. But maybe in this group, you take a look at some other guys and see if there's value, Dan. Yeah, well, you got to look at, I guess, Damari Carroll here. He, he does have a tough matchup on the other side of the ball with Jay Crowder. But uh, for $4,400, that's a bargain for, for a guy who's going to be a starter and, and who's going to get his fair amount of shots and can really affect the board across the board. So there, $4,400 for Damari Carroll is not a bad look, I don't think, at all. Uh, another guy you can look at is, is Rodney Magruder for uh, Miami. He, he had been playing pretty well before the break. Um, and depending on what's going on with their rotation, $3,800 could be a real bargain for this guy. Uh, I know Dion Waiters is is back in the swing of things too, so that's going to affect Magruder's minutes. But for the real low price tag, uh, thirty eight hundred dollars, he's not a bad look either. There. Yeah, what I look for in this group, Dan, is somebody who's going above their season long average and one, one uh, of late, and one guy who fits that bill is Andre Roberson of Oklahoma City against the Lakers. That's not a very tough matchup for the Oklahoma home team, and uh, Roberson's been playing very well of late, topping the twenty point mark in each of his last four uh, appearances i think so I, I would take a look and see if i could fit him in and get good value for that price tag in this matchup well i gotta mention roberson 
He's been playing pretty well, except for the one night that yeah. I had him in my lineup, and <laughs> he came he came up with zero FanDuel points True. in 16 minutes of action. Not even a turnover. I would have been. I would almost rather seen a turnover than it, it's like okay, at least the guy was on the court. But no, not to discredit him as a good choice. Forty three hundred dollars is a good price tag for a guy who ninety nine percent of the time is going to affect the board in multiple ways and ha- and have a solid outing. So I think he does have a good matchup tonight against the Lakers and that's a good choice as well 4300 for Roberson but isn't it a stinker though when a guy that you count on comes up with a goose egg like that and and just kills your roster you never know that's why they play the games and I just I just find the zero just (laughs) mind-blowing stunning (laughs) how how you can be in a game 16 minutes isn't a long time but to come up with a a zero like not even a point and then a turnover (laughs) just nothing It, it was amazing I was amazed yeah yeah true enough they could have saved money and put me in there and uh, on their roster <laughs> yeah yeah a rebound might have uh, bounced off your head or something <laughs> <laughs> let's go over to the power forward position dead where there's two guys that stand head and shoulders above the rest of this crowd we got Nikola Jokic at 10,900 bucks and we got Blake Griffin at 9,700 I mean you talk about a guy who threw up a bagel Jokic almost did that last night didn't he yeah another guy who burned me I would have uh, I would have had a great success in a big tournament game last night if Nikola Jokic wasn't the worst player on my team, which is really hard to believe considering he's been one of the top performers in terms of fantasy basketball um, from pretty much the second half of the first half of the season. Like before the All-Star break, he has about five games consistently over 40 FanDuel points. And then last night he came up with 18 FanDuel points, which like I said, that burned me big time and uh, probably a couple other people as well. So, but the thing is there, I mean... I don't think that's going to be a trend. Um, he's up against Brooklyn tonight. It's a tough front court in Brooklyn. They've got Brook Lopez. They've got Trevor Booker there. Um, so personally, I'm not looking at Jokic tonight just because I think I'm going to be spending my money elsewhere. And there's a few other really talented power forwards here, especially some almost must-pick value plays that we'll get to. Um, so I'm not looking at Jokic tonight. He's a fade for me. At ten thousand nine hundred dollars, I'd be more apt to go with Blake Griffin at ninety seven hundred dollars. But I almost don't like his matchup against San Antonio either. So I don't think I'm taking either of those guys tonight. All right, let's take a look from Paul Millsap down to Kenneth Fareed and Dirk Nowitzki at sixty one hundred dollars. Dan, are any of these names of interest to you? Well, I'm just going to jump to the must pick of the night. I think in the power forward area is Dario Saric here. Getting rid of Ursan Ilyasova and Nerlens Noel is a clear uh, signal that Philly is pretty much putting all all the marbles in on Dario Saric there at power forward, and he's been playing great lately. He he's shown that that they can count on him. He's a very versatile player, can stretch the floor, can pass the ball, can play a bit of defense. So over his last four games, over thirty Fanduel points in each of those games with one forty point night in there. So for uh for sixty two hundred dollars he's an absolute must pick um he'll probably be like eighty percent owned in about any pool you play tonight so uh you you might i mean if you want to go against the grain you can look elsewhere but i think for the value you're going to get out of him you might want to pick up on that yeah then there's a name ennis Cantor. he's game time decision with a forearm injury if he's healthy and good enough to go would he be a player fade for you in that matchup dan I, I feel like I'd like to give it uh, a little bit of time before I go with him because sometimes these guys, especially a guy like Cantor, I could see him the type to 
try and come back a little bit before he's 100% and, and maybe have a seat after a few minutes. So I'd like to see what's going on there. But that's a really good example of a pick you might take if you find out he's going to be playing that could really be a low percentage owned and, and could really give you an advantage over a bunch of people. But uh, another pick to mention would be here, Markeith Morris in this range, $7,100. He's been playing great for Washington. Um, the team's been surging, and he's been a part of it. Uh, so he's up against Philadelphia here, a bit of a thinned-out front court. They're, they're not huge, um, so I think that gives some room for Markeith Morris to have a good night. And, and pretty much in, in, I'd say, about the last 15 games that he's played, he missed one game, um, I guess, due to injury or something like that. But in about his last 15 games, he's averaging nearly 30 FanDuel points, which would be a lo- little bit over his season average. So Marquis Moore, $7,100. I like, I like that pickup at power forward as well. There's a couple of great, there's a lot of great value in this range, I find, Dan. I'll add two more names that you didn't mention. Kenneth Farid is on a bit of a good streak with Denver. He gets a soft matchup with Brooklyn coming into town and uh, dealing with the altitude. Uh, Farid at $6,100 has put, put a string of good games together. And the old man in Dallas, Dirk Nowitzki, has got the outside game going big time and scoring up a storm. Uh, his average has soared to over 25 points per game in FanDuel play, yet he's priced at $6,100 because even though he's been hitting above that total in each of the last four or five starts. So uh, good time to uh, go with him. Maybe Nerland Noel in his new environment, see if Dallas gives him a good run tonight at the power forward as well. Might be worth a look uh, to see how he looks in the new uniform and if we can get off to a good start there. Let's go to the 6,000 and below, down to 5,000. Dan, there's five or six guys in this group before we go value hunting. Well, Serge Ibaka in his Toronto debut, playing at home, I think he, there might be some jitters, but I think he's going to come out and do what he can do. Uh, he's going to grab the boards. He's going to put in a few buckets, probably a steal and a block. Um, so I, I like Serge Ibaka. I think it's a generous price tag of $5,900, maybe affected by the fact that he's in a new environment. I know he's had some on and off games with Orlando, but I think uh, the Toronto offensive machine is is a a lot different from what you see in Orlando, especially in terms of point guard play um, and just superstars elsewhere on the floor. Um, So I think Serge Ibaka has a chance to have a really good debut in Toronto. So for $5,900, he's another good look at, at power forward as well. And I'll also add Julius Randle in here. Now that they've lost one of their shooters, uh, Lou Williams got dealt. So Julius Randle might get more handles and more more shot attempts in close. So that could help his totals rise even above his uh, current 27.5 game average in FanDuel play. So maybe look for him at $5,700 as a guy that might see a spike in his scoring opportunities with a new newly configured L.A. lineup. Uh, let's go down to the bargain value area, uh, Dan. Uh, there's a couple of coaches' decisions with Ta- Taj Gibson and Ursan Ilyasova in their new environments to see if they're going to be ready to go. But uh, there's a whole bunch of other names that might be worth mentioning in this group here, I think, too. Yeah, well, I, I like David Lee. He's pretty consistent uh, for San Antonio, coming off the bench, but for $4,900, uh, that's a fair price tag for what he can offer you because he's going to, you know, when he gets in the game, he's going to affect it pretty much immediately getting on the glass, um, cleaning up the garbage around the bucket too, getting those second-chance points, re- um, a couple assists, he can pass the ball. So I like David Lee, $4,900. I think that's a pretty pretty safe pick in this range for sure. But then a little bit lower, you've got Jamichael Green of Memphis. 
uh, up against Indiana. Indiana also doesn't have the the greatest front court, and and Michael Green is uh, a busy guy down there, and and he can really he can really have some big nights for you if he gets let's say 15 points and 10 rebounds. That adds up to some good Fanduel totals, and he's going to throw in a block and a steal there for sure too. Um, so I like Jermichael Green at 4,200 dollars as well. I'm a little wary of Amir Johnson coming back to Toronto, Dan. I got to say, uh, I got a soft spot for this guy and his workmanlike attitude and approach. And maybe the the Celtics use him a little bit more in a matchup that they know is going to be important to him for multiple reasons, as well as their their need to cement their status as the number one team in the division. They might look at the former Raptor to make their statement tonight through him in a little bit of a way and make him more valuable than the $3,600 price tag that he shows tonight as well. So some names for you to think about there. Lots of good options below the $5,000 threshold. Well, let's yeah, go. And, and I've, I've got a couple more uh, real... Okay real value picks here um one being thon maker he's going up against that tough uh, utah front court but the thing is for thirty five hundred dollars he's it's been made known that he's going to continue to get the start for milwaukee there so for thirty five hundred dollars to get a player who's going to get about you know 20 minutes a game if that's what it's going to be for him uh, i think that's a good look there too he could get you solid 20 fan duel points um, and, and for $3,500, that's that's pretty good. Another guy to take a look at, too, who's real priced real low is Trey Lyles. He hasn't done he hasn't had a couple of great games before the break, but um, you want to take a look at Utah's rotation there, and, and for $3,500, Trey Lyles could give you a good return, too, if you're looking to do something a little bit different. Yeah, if you want to spend big money elsewhere, that's a good value play at $3,500, affording you the opportunity maybe to double up on some of those point guards that we highlighted earlier or some of the other big men uh, that we've just spoken about in the last position. Uh, we've got a look at the big men in the middle now. Uh, two guys, well, one guy stands alone at the top of this list. Carl Anthony Towns from Minnesota against Dallas, priced at 10400 That's $1,400 more than the nearest rival at the center position. Is this a play, player fade for you, Dan? Well, I really like Carl Anthony Towns, and I like um, his playing style, but he's a fade for me tonight. Just given the rest of the uh, guys on the board tonight, I think I can find some value for um, at least $2,000 cheaper here, which I'll gladly spend elsewhere. Um, So for me, Carl Anthony Towns is a fade, um, especially with how well Wiggins has been playing too. His his great offense is going to take a little bit away from from Towns, even though before the break, Towns has, has been on a monster streak can't deny that that's for sure he's had a, about three or four fifty four nearly six uh 50 plus FanDuel points in around his last 10 or 12 games um so that's hard to argue with but i still think i can find some relatively similar value uh, a little bit lower on the board so for me towns is a fade all right let's go looking down the board dan the next guy on the list is hassan whiteside at nine thousand dollars let's take a look at him and go down to, say, DeAndre Jordan at $7,600. There's a bunch of good names in this range. Joel Embiid, for one, though, at $8,700. He's been ruled out for the next four games, so you definitely want to pass on him in the matchup against Washington this evening. Yeah, well, Whiteside uh, has been playing great, and he's been a big part of that that great streak that Miami went on. Their winning streak got cut to an end, but um, they're, they're still very positive in their last 12 games or so, so eight and two in their last 10 and Hassan Whiteside's been a big part of that up against Atlanta um they've got Dwight Howard there but I don't think Howard can compete athletically with uh Whiteside as much as he may have once 
been able to. So Whiteside, I think there is a pretty good pick. But I also like Brooke Lopez here at seventy seven hundred dollars. Um, you want to you want to keep an eye on if he's going to play because you never know. Well, he should be in the lineup given the All Star break and um, having a long break to rest. But you still want to keep an eye just because he's been rested here and there. But I do like Brooke Lopez seventy seven hundred dollars up against Denver. That should be a high scoring game. Denver is a high scoring team, but has a high uh, allows just as many points against. So that should be a high scoring game there. And I think Brooke Lopez will be able to get you a solid uh, return on FanDuel tonight for sure. Yeah, I like Mark Gasol in this range, Dan, against Indiana. Indiana. Uh, this guy is a pro's pro in terms of scoring and doing what you need to do at the center position. Probably a model that uh, anybody who aspires should really consider emulating. He's got the complete game, and, and it's on display most nights. So for, for that price tag, I see a lot of consistency in him, and he might be a good centerpiece for me uh, in tonight's lineups. Let's take a look then at the guys a little bit below that range, say from DeAndre Jordan at 70, sorry, DeAndre Jordan at 7,600 down to uh, Stephen Adams at $6,000, Dan. There's a whole mitt full of names in this group. Well, yeah, there's a couple guys here that I like as uh, just my, my solid, reliable guys that if I, if I just want 25 FanDuel points, out of out of a position, I go with a guy like Marcin Gortat, Stephen Adams. These guys, to me, are pretty much for sure picks, uh, just because they get consistent minutes on their team and their, and their game um, is is pretty consistent in terms of rebounding the ball well, cleaning up the glass, and, and being there as a drop off point for their point guards. So I like Gortat at sixty eight hundred dollars, and and I like Stephen Adams as well at uh, six six thousand dollars. I think I, I think Gortat probably has the more favorable matchup um well actually they both have very favorable matchups Gortat's going up against Philadelphia who will be without Embiid so that's an advantage for him on the inside for sure and Adams up against the Lakers I don't I don't really think they have much going on inside either so I think both these guys can dominate the paint tonight yeah, I love the call on Gortat, Dan. He's one guy that I really like, and the matchup we've already touched on, it becomes more favorable with what Philadelphia's done in the last couple of days. One guy that I'm looking at fading in this group is Al Horford against the Raptors at $6,300. With their newfound size in the trade deadline and, and better defense that we expect, we might see it on display against a guy who really, I don't think, has lived up to the billing that Boston expected of him, even though they are in the lofty heights of first place in the division. Your thoughts on Al Horford? I think you're absolutely right there. I, I would, you'd, you couldn't pay me to put him in my lineup tonight, that's for sure. All right, I feel better about that call. <laughs> let's, go to the, uh, let's go from the 6,000 range down. Well, there are not too many names in the 5,000. Let's take it into the bargain hunting area. So you mentioned Steve Adams already. Go with Mason Plumley at 5,900 down through the fives and into the rest of the valley there in value country. Well, I'm not too high on Mason Plumley or any of the Denver front court, as I kind of mentioned with Jokic. I think maybe the addition of Plumley there, it, it's a new environment, and he's a different playing style than anyone who was there before or, or who's still there. So I think Plumley, I'm not too sure what to expect out of him yet, so I'm, I'm not going to go with him. I'd like to see a little bit of more of a, a record that I can... I can uh, take an idea from but a guy right there that i do like is valanchunas um jonas valanchunas of the raptors i think uh he's he's more than capable of outmatching al horford down low i would say and i think he's going to benefit from the presence of serge Ibaka there uh Ibaka should give him a little bit more should spread the floor a bit for him to operate and just 
just provide a bit of a distraction down there for Valanciunas to be able to go a lot more one-on-one and uh, maybe even drop the ball off to Ibaka for some easy assists too. So for $5,800, I do like Jonas Valanciunas. Hey, I like Tyson Chandler in this range. Again, we're looking at this ru- the disruption that's gone on in Chicago, and Chandler is another pro's pro that I, I think you can count on for a big night tonight against uh, that uh, new-looking Chicago team that might not be all jacked to play this evening. A little bit lower down the list, I wonder if Jaleel Okafor gets a bit of a burn tonight against Washington, given uh, the changes in Philadelphia and the fact that they're regular centers on the sideline. I'm curious to see what you think about that choice. And then if there's any values like Lucas Noguera for the Raptors, I mean, his minutes might be uh, reduced now that they have another big to throw into the mix. I wonder how that's going to play out for Toronto. Well, one thing to mention, because I'm looking at Dwayne Dedman, uh, is that uh, Pau Gasol is a game-time decision. He might be ready to go sooner than later with uh, coming back from his finger injury. So keep an eye on that. He might. I heard he might be ready to go tonight, but I have a feeling uh, the Spurs are going to play it safe with him. So if that's the case and Gasol is going to be on the sideline, I like Dwayne Dedman of San Antonio for $4,400. He's been uh, showing that he can really uh, handle the job in the middle there for San Antonio. A couple really impressive games, but a consistent rebounder, and he can put the ball in the basket as well. So for 4400 bucks. He should be a pretty solid bet for at least 20 FanDuel points there. And like you mentioned, Jaleel Okafor, I think uh, he's probably going to get the start. And for $4,500, I think he's a very good very good bet there too. All right, let's take a look. Those are our thoughts. Let's take a look at see what the Rotowire Lineup Optimizer, our company's industry-leading tool, suggests for tonight's lineup based on all matter of information that it compiles. And it begins at the point guard with Russell Westbrook, the very expensive pick there at $12,700, and pairs him with another big uh, dollar guy, John Wall. So they're spending a lot of money at the point guard position. It's kind of like what I did with one of my first lineups already this morning. And they add to that another big dollar value at DeMar DeRozan, who we both think is a great value play, even though it's $8,100. I think you're going to get your money's worth there. Then it slides Victor Oladipo in there, another one of my favorites at 6000 and uh, adds to them. We got at the small forward position, TJ Warren and Jeremy Grant. This is where the money starts to go the other way. Grant's only $3,900. Then at the power forward, it picks uh, Julius Randle and Domas Sabonis of the Lakers again. So they're filling in with a couple, a couple of cheap Lake, Lakers in that matchup against OKC. I'm curious to hear what you think about that, Dan. And they finish up with Jaleel Okafor, who we just talked about at, at the center position for Philadelphia. Well, I actually really like this lineup, um, especially the top top four guys there, Westbrook, Wall, DeRozan, Oladipo. Actually, TJ Warren, too, is somebody I mentioned that I think he could have a really good game tonight, too. So I, I do like this lineup. I might try and do a little bit of shifting around the uh, the uh, power forwards and centers. I do like Jaleel, Jaleel Okafor in there. So I think this is a pretty solid lineup. The only, thing, the only couple guys I'm questioning a bit are uh, Jeremy Grant and Domanis Sabonis. I might look for alternatives there, but uh, they're coming in pretty cheap, 39 and 3600 So you might have to do a little bit of shaking up if you feel the same way as me, but I, I think this is a good, a good uh, template to maybe build, up, build off of. 
I agree with you. One of the one of the ones that I really like in recent weeks that, that spit out f- uh, for us. And we remind our listeners: don't forget to check back with RotoWire's starting lineups on the NBA tab. We also do lineup sweeps and and checks all day long on our on our Twitter feeds and so on to get information for the clubs right up to tip off. So make sure you stay with us at FanDuel and check back all day long to get the best information that's out there on tonight's uh, starters and bench players and injury status. We also want to give our nod to our friends at FanDuel. Uh, as we said off the top, now one of two sponsors on the show. We'll remind you and our listeners that baseball is just around the corner, folks. Don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. Users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Dan, yesterday was the trade deadline in the NBA at 3 o'clock. And uh, I want you to tell me, who do you think were the big winners and the big losers on the day? Well, I'll start off with uh, the hometown Raptors here. I think they really did a fantastic job um, to sign Serge Ibaka, they filled the holes where they where they had them. They signed Serge Ibaka at the power forward, or they traded for him, and they picked up P.J. Tucker as well. We got rid of uh, Terrence Ross in, in return for Serge Ibaka. I, I do like Terrence Ross, and I, th- I think he's going to be a great player sooner than later, but uh, surely we, we got a, a great return on that with uh, Serge Ibaka. And P.J. Tucker, much, much needed toughness at the wing position, solid defender. That really helps Toronto um, in in the way it matches up against you know a team like Cleveland with a massive guy like LeBron there, finally the Raptors have somebody who might be able to stand up to him a little bit and, and make his life a little tough there. So I think the Raptors are absolutely one of the biggest winners there at the trade deadline for sure. Um, another interesting thing to me was Lou Williams going to uh, the Rockets. I, I think for a team that's already got, I mean, they've made a living off shooting the three, so why not add another three-point shooter and uh, if his performance last night was any indication, Lou Williams led the team with 27 points last night. Um, so I think he likes it there in Houston, and uh, I think that was a very interesting pickup as well. And, uh, and another shakeup that, to me, I don't see how this really helps the Bulls at all, giving up Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott to the Thunder. I think that's a great deal for the Thunder. I think they'll certainly benefit from having Taj Gibson in there, gives them a little bit more scoring and a little bit more rebounding help inside. Uh, I don't think they really gave up much at all. They gave up Anthony Morrow, Joffrey Laverne, and Cameron Payne. I'd say Cameron Payne was really the player who had the most um, uh, impact on their game and, and coming in at the backup point guard position. But I think, again, I think the Thunder got improved decently there as well. And another team that did pretty well is uh, Dallas picking up yeah. Nerlens Noel. I think yeah. that's a great pickup for Dallas. Uh, they ended up waving Darren Williams, which again is kind of kind of a head scratcher to me. I, I, I don't see really why you would want to do that, but I guess they want to open up the door for those younger guys to expand. Yeah, and, and, and sorry, I, I mean I, I I can't really stop without mentioning the Kings and uh, the the Pelicans move there, which I mean has been beat to death probably by this point. So not to say too much about it. But just very interesting how uh, the Kings won their game last night against Denver, who they're chasing for that eighth spot in the in the West. And the Pelicans, the Pelicans uh, didn't do so well themselves. So, 
I mean, we'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for both teams going forward. You know what? I have to also ask your opinion on the Celtics, what they didn't do yesterday. And you wonder, with all the assets that they have at their disposal, they could have taken a run at some big names. Maybe they didn't put together as big a package as they needed, obviously. But are you a little bit disappointed if you're a Boston fan today that your main rival has really picked up a couple of great pieces and your club has done nothing, Dan? Speak to me from a Boston perspective. You know what? I'm not disappointed at all if I'm a Boston fan. I, I really, personally, I wasn't understanding the urgency that they were making it seem to pick up one of these new players. I mean, why? They've been doing so well lately. They've surged up to second place in the Eastern Conference. They've been playing well. They've got a good thing going. Why are you going to throw another guy in there? Let's say they did get Jimmy Butler. That completely changes the look of their offense, their playing style, their, their makeup in their dressing room, everything. Um, sure, on paper, it makes them better, but... Uh, I, I don't see why it was necessary for that team. I think with, with as well as they've been doing this year, I think you go ahead and you, you, you don't mess with a good thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I think Boston, um, people are saying they were losers at the deadline, but in my opinion, I don't think they had really any reason to do anything. Yeah, the Raptors got a bit better, but I mean, if you're Boston and you're confident in what you're doing, it shouldn't really matter as much what other teams are doing as, as it should matter what's going on in your own dressing room. So I think uh, I think the Celtics, as a Celtics fan, I don't think anybody should be too upset, and I think they should be excited to see what their team does for the rest of the season. Well, we'll look forward to seeing what they do here in Toronto tonight. I know that's a game that you and I both have a keen interest in, and it's a fine place for us to stop and end today's episode in advance of the 10-game uh, slate that we have on tap for tonight. It's great to be back doing these NBA pods after the All-Star break, and we hope we've given you lots of uh, information out there. Have a look at FanDuel and enjoy all the fun and games on their menu of options, folks. We hope we've given you some good ideas, as I said. For Dan Bruno, who you can follow at Official. I'm Paul Bruno reminding you to follow me at Statsman22. Good luck with your FanDuel plays to all our listeners from the world.